0: Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah, I would love for you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? Um, um, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> the rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Braun Strowman just pins him and says, "Count five. <laughs> oh man, that Biggie would have come out there. What the fuck, man? Steal my five pound gimmick? <laughs> Count to ten. And then Tyler Dillard was like, what the fuck, bro? Still my gimmick? <laughs> and the new Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. <laughs> Alright, count to fucking like eleven. Does anyone have a problem? Does anybody have a problem with eleven? <laughs> and that's my number. <laughs> Cause I can't count higher than that.
1: <laughs> okay, I think we're done.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, awesome. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast.
1: Welcome everybody to the latest edition of the Super, Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Joe Sheehan, the New Jersey Kid, alongside my tag team partner at the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. And I have vacation brain, so I might not be in the best shape this, this, this week, Newman. Hey, it's alright, dude. Battleground
0: wasn't in good shape either. Just start screaming, America, fuck yeah! Because this fucking pay-per-view had three America-themed matches.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really think about that while watching, but now that looking back on it, you're very right. Yeah, because they had Styles and Owens, Mm -hmm. they had
0: Cena, uh, Mm -hmm. Rusev, and then Jinder and Randy. (laughs) But. And and two, two out of our three American heroes lost. Only John Cena
1: prevailed. Yeah. The greatest of all American heroes. (laughs) Well, he also didn't have um, to battle a giant that was returning. Well, that's
0: true. He did not have the the great doofus (laughs) fucking fucking up his match.
1: So, uh, as I mentioned, I was on vacation this weekend, so I watched all of my wrestling not at my normal time. Uh, I was catching clips and things whenever I could uh, sit down and watch them. But Sunday night, I get this text from Newman, like, right towards the end of the pay-per-view. So it's, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I just, it just says, no, with a bunch of O's. And I was like, well, what could have happened at the end of the pay-per-view? Like, did Orton win? Like, what what could be? And all of a sudden I'd look, and as soon as I fell, I was like, interference. And I was like, oh, God, no. And it was the great collie. All right.
0: So, <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, the great collie. What, I mean, what do you even say about that mongoloid? He sucks. I mean, he even, I can't even move. He, oh yeah, especially now. He's worse now than he was Jesus. when he was wrestling. Yeah, so it, it's like it's weird enough that they decided to to you know, pull out their bag of tricks or try pull out of their bag of tricks the old great kali. But what's even weirder is two different things that I want to mention to you before we dissect the whole shit of the Punjabi prison match. Mm-hmm. Um, one. After he helped Jinder Mahal win, and they're up in the ramp, did you see the fucking moment where Great Colleague grabbed the belt and was holding it for a minute? Yes. Before that he remembered to give it back to Jinder Mahal.
1: Like
0: It's like he was like,
1: I won the match, right?
0: Like, I understand that this guy, like, physically just can't do it, but still, like, they just refuse to acknowledge that. But, like, can this guy even mentally do it? Where he's just, like, doing shit like that? Like... I don't know, man. Is is he even with it?
1: I I mean that I don't know. I just know that I think people said even when he was wrestling, like he did not speak English well. So he, like it was very hard to communicate with him.
0: Yeah, like that. Just I don't know. The whole fucking thing was rough. Because then I was like, like I saw that, and I had two thoughts. Was like, well, either this is intentional, and WWE is trying to tease a Great Khali and Jinder Mahal match, or. Great Kali is just the big fucking stupid dumb shit that we all know that he is and just fucking grabbed the belt for some reason and hoisted it up as if he were the champion. Like, or do you, do you think he's going into business for himself? No, I don't think he's that fine. <laughs> I, I think it was... I think he was just like, I'll I'll raise up the belt, they'll give me a match. It'll yeah. be great.
1: <laughs> I think it was... Uh, I, I There's a belt near me and I'm going to raise it up kind of a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, so my other weird question involving this, before we really get into it, uh, is that so we, we saw him ap- appeal on or geez appear on Sunday, but he was noticeably absent from the talking smack immediately afterwards, and he was not there on Tuesday on SmackDown either. So, do you think Great Khali was just a one-time appearance?
1: Apparently, right? Because if you're gonna use them, you would have them at your SmackDown tapings right afterwards to build up to something. I mean, thank God he wasn't there to build up to something, but...
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like, hell, even that, or, or like, you know, an explanation from Jinder Mahal's point of view, being like, hey, like, you know, I have a relationship with the Great Khali, like, we're buddies, or, like, just something, instead of just, hey, we're getting to Tuesday, and we're never going to talk about it again.
1: <laughs> well, according to Dodu E. Cannon, they're brother-in-laws.
0: Oh, that's fucking right. When Jinder was, was first
1: introduced. Was...
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about that shit. Jesus Christ! But he didn't even so long ago.
1: He didn't even bring that up in the in his promo on Tuesday.
0: Maybe, maybe they've kind of nixed that. Maybe that's not canon anymore. Oh yeah,
1: that absolutely
0: could be the case. But he didn't even
1: explain anything <laughs> at all about Kali being there.
0: Yeah, he just kind of you know went out there. Was, he cut the exact same fucking promo he's been cutting yeah. ever since he got the title. He is the Maharaja. I'm the mother of the Maharaja.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, yeah, and then just the fucking Cena promo. So, I don't know. Should we? Let's. But all right. So, as bad as that was, uh, at least, at least there's some sort of reason that I can think of that it's like, all right, if you want to do something in India, I guess put the title on the Indian guy. At least on some stupid man logic, that makes sense. Yeah. But the Punjabi prison as a stipulation makes no sense on any level. it It is so bad from the basic concept of a wrestling match is a thing that you watch (laughs) and the Punjabi prison like completely obscures your vision of the fucking match it's like from the fucking get go shouldn't have that already been just rejected it's like well you can't fucking see the match so no
1: (laughs) yeah so um, if anyone listens to um, the MLW radio uh, network the Another wrestling podcast, like SuperStation kind of thing, where they have a bunch of shows. Um, a former SmackDown writer, uh, Alex Greenfield, has a show, and he was one of the guys that inadvertently came up with the Punjabi prison. <laughs> so, him and another writer um, kept pitching to Vince McMahon for WWE to do a version of the Japanese death matches, where like they do the explosions mm-hmm. and stuff, and. Vince finally gave in to the idea, and then um, they submitted like whatever forms they had to submit to go to the art department or whatever for them to come up with the, the design to this match. And that's um, uh, what's his name? Like, blanking know his name. Vince's right hand man. Oh, Kevin Dunn. Um, the guy who does like he's the director of Monday Night Raw and things like that. Mm-hmm. they've had to him and he comes back with the Pujambi prison match nothing like what they submitted but he had already created the structure and everything so they had to go forward with it son of a bitch <laughs> so yeah that's how the Pujambi <laughs> prison was created
0: through fucking Ken Dunn Kevin Dunn fuckery yeah of course of course that's the origin of this shit <laughs> yeah. gosh
1: but yeah i feel it like the is, only way it is a god off that, that
0: could have been worse was that uh like if you had just told me that like vince russo got high as fuck and just like looked at a cage and was like let's bake let's fucking wrap bamboo around it fuck it bro bamboo <laughs> <laughs> oh man. we put bamboo on the fucking canes for the singapore canes put bamboo on a cage there you go new match Two cages. Two cages with bamboo. There you go. <laughs> Creative genius. Bro. <laughs> like, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> like, that's just as bad. Oh my God. Yep. So yeah,
1: that's how that the shit joke. is
0: awful. And then, and then the only fucking way they can try to compensate for that shit is making the holes in the structure so big that Randy Orton can just fit through it.
1: Yes. Or a great that's colleague like- can reach his hand in and <laughs>
0: you know what honestly I'm okay with the being able to reach your hand in I'm not okay with the fact that Randy Orton could fit both of his shoulders and his like his whole half of his like body is through the fucking hole like and it's played into the finish so you can't even like try to pretend that like oh well you know maybe he could fit but you don't know like the lasting image of that match is Randy Orton half out of that cage (laughs) we know that any human could fit through that except for like a fucking big ass like Great Kali, but Randy Orton is a big guy, and he can fit through there.
1: Well, I mean, he is a viper, so he can slither through there, right?
0: You know what? That, I honestly would have been far more satisfied with this match if what had happened was Randy Orton dropped to the ground, slithered literally like a snake, out the bottom of the ring, and won the match. Like, I don't even care. How st- like, that would have been better than this, because this match is just so stupid. And the fact that they try to take it seriously is ridiculous. (laughs) Yep. Because at least then, I don't know, if if they had shat on it that bad, then maybe they would just never do it again. That would have been really ridiculous. Even though that match in of itself, like the one-eyed pitch, would also suck. At least then I feel like after that they could be like, alright, we can never do this again. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) Punjabi prison is over. It would kill the match. Yeah. Cause like after this, it's like, do you? Th- after this one, do you think they'll do it again, or, or do you think they're scared off of it?
1: Uh, I think they'll do it again,
0: but not for a long time. Maybe maybe it'll be another ten years. Yeah. Wait till the next Indian guy comes around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the only time you can do it. Yeah, I guess it's the only time you can do it. Um. Uh, Let's see, what else was on this fucking card? Because it was, it was pretty much a lot of weird shit on this card. But um,
1: Yeah, so uh, I feel like the... You know what, Let's,
0: can we talk about the best part? Can we talk about the tag team match?
1: Sure. Well, I just wanted to point out, on the preliminary card again, we had, again, Aiden English and Ty Dillinger. Hasn't this been the third pay-per-view in a row that they've done that?
0: I know they've definitely done it at least once before. I'm trying to remember if it's been more than that, though, but... Uh, I was real surprised to see Aiden English get the win there.
1: Yeah, I think they're just going to trade back and forth wins on the preliminary show for like the next five (laughs) pay-per-views. God damn it. You know what? I hate it when you're right like
0: that, because that's probably is the plan. It's just like, well, we don't know what the fuck to do with either of these guys. They're just
1: the other guy that we have on the roster. Yeah.
0: So we'll just have them fight each other.
1: Um, But yeah, then we kicked off the regular card with the tag team match. And it was New Day defeating the Usos to win the SmackDown Tide Team Championships. This was a fucking great match, dude. Best match of the night, I would have to say.
0: By far definitely the match of the night. Mm. But then even of itself, I, uh, it's definitely the match of the night.
1: Maybe the US match. it was
0: better than Owens and it was better than Owens and Styles, I think.
1: Yeah, but Owens and Styles were sure. close, I'll I'll give it that. Yeah, I mean Owens. That was definitely
0: still put on a good match. Yeah, um, I, th- I mean I thought the three way was better on SmackDown, but mm-hmm. yeah, this this tag team match was fucking great, dude. That like Xavier Woods really, really fucking earned his paycheck on this one. Yeah, he
1: did.
0: He fucking took a beating like a champ. My God, that fucking spot with um, I'm trying to remember which one of the Usos super kicked uh Xavier Woods out of the air. Oh yeah. Wasn't that right? On the on the flying elbow or something? Um but then like, Woods ended up hitting the elbow for the win, right? Yeah, that and exactly. Then that was a fucking great in ring storytelling too of then that was the move that then he hit it the second time yeah. he got the win.
1: And apparently and a, this is the first time that Woods has scored a pinfall to win a championship in the WWE.
0: Oh shit. Well you know what I guess? Yeah, that's probably true. That makes sense. Because I think every time... Because Nate... unless it was one of the previous tag reigns, then yeah. This would be it. Mhm. Because um, yeah, he's never had a singles title, right? No. He's yeah. only been in the tag team, so... so yeah. Well, good for Xavier Woods.
1: Um, putting on his big boy pants. It was not a good night for Shinsuke Nakamura, though. When he went up against Baron Corbin. No,
0: man. This this crowd really died during and after this match. And
1: Corbin basically just hit a low blow and... Uh, was it? Oh, then he, so he hit a low blow, so he lost the match via disqualification, and then attacked Nakamura with the briefcase and hit him with his uh, end of days. Yep. Yeah. And then they ended up just rematching
0: on SmackDown, which was a better match, and Shinsuke won. Which yeah. is basically like they should have just had that match on the pay-per-view. Um, but whatever. Yeah. Uh,
1: then we had... It doesn't, doesn't really matter that much. No. Then we had the five-way elimination match to determine the number one contender for the women's championship. Um, just real quick. Uh, Becky uh, eliminated Tamina with the disarmor. She then eliminated Lana with the disarmor. Natalia rolled Great. up. Great spot. The back to back submissions, I thought that was a really great oh, spot for Becky. Becky came off huge in this match. Um, mm-hmm. Because then she was only pinned on a roll up by Natalia. And mm-hmm. Natalia again had to um, do another roll up. And I think, she, did she hold on to the ropes when she pinned Flair?
0: No, I think it was just a straight up pin.
1: Okay. Um, I think she, yeah, she smacked
0: her head on the turnbuckle and then just pinned her. That right. Was like, I just,
1: yeah, I knew it was near the turnbuckle. I couldn't remember if she
0: used the rope. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think she did, but I, I mean, it could be wrong. But I don't think she did. This this was a real big fucking surprise. What did you think of this?
1: I I was very surprised. Natalia was probably on the last on my list. Maybe no, to was probably the last. But yeah, um, <laughs> she was probably was she even below Lana on your list? Lana just has this weird like random they could do it kind of a thing about her. So yeah, maybe Natalia is even below her.
0: Dang. But yeah, they fucking give it to Natalya. Do you think it was just because they didn't want to, for some reason, they didn't want to, um, I'm trying to, because it's like this, this match, this move was so confusing to me. Like, Do you think this is just because they actually want to have like a straight face versus heel feud here? Because like, I felt like the move was so obvious to go with Charlotte, right?
1: Yeah, but I think they probably want to keep Charlotte face. And I think it's exactly what you're saying. I, think, I don't think they want to technically do face versus face of Naomi and uh Charlotte mm-hmm.
0: or do you think is is there a possibility that they're they're worried that something like that would get lost in the shuffle at SummerSlam so they want to save that feud for a different like some different pay-per-views I'm not sure um cause, cause alright so let me let me tell you another line I'm thinking of which plays a lot into this is I f- I feel very strongly that Carmella could cash in and get the title at SummerSlam. So you don't want that used on a Charlotte match. That's I, I, that's I'm wondering if that's part of the logic is that if they want to like have Carmella do her reign separately right now because like if you look at the really long-term booking of like if this is the division, the whole SmackDown women's division, you're going to have all the way until WrestleMania, then what is the biggest match you can build out of that group? Like what what would be your pitch? Because I would say it's either got to be like Charlotte Becky or Charlotte Naomi. Charlotte Becky would probably be my choice. Yeah. So then, if, if that's the case, if Charlotte and Becky would probably be the match you want to save till WrestleMania, then you would probably have to have Naomi be like Naomi and Charlotte be the big program, maybe like in the winter. So then you would have to kind of like mm. bump it back a little bit. Okay. So then, if you want to do that, then you have Carmella do her thing now. I don't know, but then I guess it's like you could have switched it around and do that stuff earlier, then Carmella come in later. I don't know. I guess I think it makes sense to have the Carmella thing happen now as like a way to transition the belt off of Naomi, but then have it not be that like she straight up lost. And also, and like maybe both her and Charlotte can be kind of
1: chasing after the title, and then eventually
0: Charlotte could get it.
1: And like, also, kind of put it on a little more better heel, so to speak, than either Tamina or Lana, for your options right now. Absolutely. <laughs> and it gives, and you know,
0: Carmella a oh chance. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, because it's like, fuck it, give Carmella, you know, maybe like a couple weeks or a month or a couple months to, you know, to see how she does. I mean, I, I feel like they have to have some level of faith in her, right? For yeah. giving her the briefcase. So, and I feel like there's no way they're going to have her fail the cash-in. That would just really suck to have the first woman's one be the fucking failure. Yeah. I feel like there's no way, so. Uh, second woman's yeah. one, actually. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah. See, so, yeah, I don't, I think it's... It's almost like they have gonna too go. many
1: options right now. Kind of weird. But that's a... That's a good thing, though. Oh, oh absolutely. It's <laughs> a good thing, but it's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could also see them giving Natalia
0: a run. Maybe, kind of like a, well, you know what? I heard a rumor, and I don't I don't really know how much there is to this. I'd heard that Natty's maybe thinking about hanging it up soon. I mean, it's possible. Well, I, mean, I don't know how, how soon soon is, whether like it's a couple months or a couple years, but,
1: yeah. Well, because, I mean, TJ's been out for so long and probably is not coming back, so... I could see her yeah, saying. I don't, know, I don't think he's coming back. So I could definitely see her saying, yeah, I just want to be home with him, so.
0: Yeah, maybe go home, maybe have some kids or something, or just some more cats. And I mean, I'm sure.
1: fucking yeah. knows? <laughs> um, and I'm sure they would be offered, uh, both of them would be offered, like, backstage rules or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah, like, some sort of trainer or something like that. Like, yeah. I think both of them would be great. You know, fucking send them down to full sale. Yeah, I think they Teachers live near there, too, at, Like, so. the heart dungeon way. That'd be great. Because, yeah, neither of them are talkers, so don't make them commentary or anything like that. No. Yeah. Both of them know how to wrestle.
1: So, we'll see. Uh, You know what? And this could be, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It could be uh, Natalia's going away thing. She wins the title for a little bit, and then she goes off.
0: I do have to say, though, dude, because there was a promo between Naomi and Natalia on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, because when I saw the pay per view, I was really, really confused by this decision. But. The promo that they gave on SmackDown was really good and maybe have a little bit more faith in this idea and almost makes me wonder, like, do you think it's possible that Natalya has kind of like a late career resurgence kind of in the way that Mark Henry did? Like, just kind of coming out of nowhere and like, wow, holy shit, like, here to put some people down. Because Natalya, like, brought a lot more fire in this promo than I've seen before. And it's not like, I feel like she comes across as very phony sometimes in her promos. This
1: felt a lot more legit. It. it- Totally could be. You're, that was a great comparison to Mark Henry. has kind of been that for the women for a very long time. I mean, think how long she's been around. And think of the ups and downs she's had. I mean, she went from her and Beth Phoenix doing that tag team. It was an amazing time for mm-hmm. them. But then she had, like, the farting gimmick. But then <laughs> brought back up as, like, the badass again. And then went back down. So she's she's definitely that female you can heat her up when you have to and put her on the back burner when needed kind of a thing yeah they definitely used her as like a utility kind
0: of lady for a, like years yeah so this could be and yeah maybe maybe this is kind of like that late late in her career run of like the thank you for being such a loyal servant <laughs> yeah we're finally gonna give you something yeah cause then they, they did this like for Christian too right when he was about to retire oh my god yeah had that feud with uh, Orton which was actually
1: really good yeah <laughs> Remember when he, uh, So who... You know what? Didn't maybe this is like, going to be Horton's fucking face? awesome. Oh my god, yeah, he spit in his face. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed what, uh, what you said. I, I was just saying that, yeah, maybe this is actually going to be really good. Yeah, it's totally good. They have... Like we just said a couple minutes ago, they have a lot of options and that's a very good thing for them.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to... I'm trying to remember, did you see the promo between them? No,
1: I missed, I missed
0: the promo. So the basic gist of it was that uh, Natalia was sort of getting at Naomi for, like, disrespecting the heritage of the belt by, uh, like, changing it up and putting her own shit on it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And
0: And then Naomi came back with sort of like a, hey, look, what I'm doing is not disrespecting the lineage. What I'm doing is, like, look, I respect the belt and all the women who've come before me, but I'm just adding my own little personal thing onto the legacy of the title. Like, it was a really good sort of counter, and both of them kind of had their... Like, there was a little bit of truth in what both of them were saying. And both of them felt very, like, passionate about what they were saying and what they are defending. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I dug it. That, that sounds great, If this great, is a though. sign of more of what to come, then, yeah,
1: I'm all for this feud. Let's see it. Yeah. Um, In another feud that's continuing, we had Kevin Owens uh, and AJ Styles fight for the United States Championship with Owens taking back the championship. Yeah, we Which, both got this one wrong. Oh, totally. <laughs> we also probably would have gotten Tuesday wrong if we had talked about it in between. Hmm, I don't know. When I was
0: watching it, I, I wasn't quite sure. I, I did. I definitely felt like not that Jericho could win it, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe Styles steals it back here. Yeah. So just to bring that I was, up, I was fifty-fifty. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway. So then, yeah. So AJ Styles loses it in. Well, they were kind of trying to at least like it seems like they were trying to play it off as like a controversial ish mm-hmm. ending, but like I it wasn't clear what the controversy was supposed to be in the pay per view, because like they did the ref bump, but then the ref bump didn't really pay off for anything because Kevin Owens didn't tap. No, he the ref being out shifted his weight and so,
1: turned the crossface into a pin.
0: Right. So then it's like, so did Styles just not realize he was being pinned? Because then, like, afterwards, he didn't even really seem like he was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, it's like, there was no excuse. He just, I don't know, it just, it seemed like they were trying to paint it as, like, a, oh, like, AJ Styles got screwed over. when it was like, not really. <laughs> Kevin Owen just won.
1: That's it. <laughs> well, that just could have been bad direction for the commentary. Cause Exa- well, exactly. That's what I'm he-
0: thinking, was, like, that whoever was putting this together didn't really have, like, a coherent vision of what was going on. Or maybe they changed their shit halfway through, I don't know. Because that that was a rumor I'd heard, right? Did you hear anything like that, that the uh, booking was changed, like, even maybe during the match? No, I didn't even hear that. Because the rumor that I'd heard that I, I felt like made the most sense was that the original plan was, you know, for Owens to uh, beat Styles like that, but then there was going to be, like, a controversy of, like, a, a second ref coming out, and there was going to be, like, a restart. Mm-hmm. But that then, I guess, you know... Vince decided to axe the restart and then just never sent out another ref.
1: Interesting.
0: So, I mean, who fucking knows? It could, you know, who knows? Maybe like the indication of like what happened on Tuesday with Styles getting the title back. Like, I don't know. That helps me believe it because it could have been like a, you know, that was going to be like a way for Styles to keep the title was them restarting the match, but then they decided to fucking nix it and it was like, well, whatever. We'll just give it back to him on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I think it's kind of just uh, these guys are pretty equal, so let's just switch the title back and forth. And that that could be, too, because I,
0: I think uh, Owens losing it, especially on Tuesday, like, that's that's the moment right now for me that is feeling like this is lighting this up as far as, like, these guys are equals and they're trading this title back and forth, and now Owens is fucking pissed Yeah, that he's lost it. And so this, I think their SummerSlam match, because I assume they're going to rematch at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. It feels like that's going to be a lot hotter than their battleground match was.
1: Yeah, a little more elevated.
0: Right, because at this point, the the problem has not been the in-ring work. You know, these guys are both fucking geniuses. Mm-hmm. The problem has just been that their feud kind of seems thrown together and not really like that there's a good reason that these guys would you know, be fighting and hate each other. Like, you know, there's just there wasn't a lot of venom to it, but now it
1: feels more personal. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was
0: just... Or just a, there's like a clear story.
1: AJ AJ won I think the, story, the contendership, and that's about it.
0: But now... Right, because... Yeah, now it's... Uh, and actually, Kevin Owens sort of told the story accidentally. Uh, in I think it was in his Talking Smack uh, segment, where they were talking to him, and they, they were asking about AJ Styles. And he was saying that, like, look, I don't need to deal with AJ Styles anymore. AJ Styles is just upset because, you know, he can't beat me. And I was like, oh, well, that's actually what the story is, is in verse is Owens is mad because he can't legitimately beat Styles and that's mm-hmm. the core of the story yeah <laughs> and that he was you no know, embarrassed at MSG or whatever I guess that's, that was kind of what they were leading with in Battleground
1: mhm
0: but yeah I mean pretty good match for these guys yeah um, but then the triple threat I thought like, what did you think of the triple threat
1: on Smackdown Oh, that was my match of the week that was a fucking killer match Especially Jericho coming in so surprisingly and pulling off that match. Yeah, he's just like,
0: I'm back. <laughs> Whatever, I'll just come back, main event SmackDown, kill it, steal the show. But, but like, literally he just got off a tour with Fozzie. <laughs> like, so so do, you, do you think that Jericho is, like, back back, or do you think he's just back for a week and uh, he's going to be gone for a little bit and then come back? I have a feeling it's that, but I'm not Sure. Um, Yeah, because it it seemed like a weird time to bring him back if he wasn't going to start feuding with Owens again. Yeah. But if it's just for one night, then I guess it's, yeah that's fine. It's a little blip on the radar. Keep everybody remembering that there's beef between them so then, yeah, maybe another couple months down the line, Jericho will come back properly. Yeah, probably. And just, it was an exciting fucking SmackDown. Like, it was a fun show. It was a great way to lead into the triple threat. Yeah, uh, Which that- was a great way to fucking put the title back on styles, but then not have them, you know, fight one on one again. Exactly. Because if you overbook the match, then SummerSlam won't mean anything. So
1: Definitely. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh good shit. So then we had our other uh America uh fuck yeah moment of the night with John Cena defeating Rusev in the flag match. Yeah. Um not much to say about this. Can I... <laughs> well,
0: I, I was I was debating what to say first, because it's like, obviously there's just like the fucking America fuck yeah. Yeah. But actually, my, my biggest point on this one was a really, really strange booking decision. Do you remember the, the spot where Rusev picked up Cena's uh, flag stand? Mm-hmm. And then fucking smacked him with it? Yeah. Do you remember what he did right after that? Uh, not sure. He did the most illogical thing you would ever do in this match he uh, walked back up John Cena's podium and gently put the flag stand right back in the center where it was supposed to be <laughs> instead of you know just dropping it or hitting Cena more with it throwing it out into the crowd like anything like why the fuck are you helping him win the match oh my god because Vince fan like, told him to because like this, this is even worse than when Lana just, like, broke up the fucking pin in that elimination match. Because at least that, it's like, okay, maybe she's being dumb and just has a lapse in the rules. But, like, how the fuck do you have the lapse in judgment to be like, oh, man, I just beat the shit out of this guy. I better, better go put the, the flag stand back so that he can win the match in case he recovers. Like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Well, can't be too that... mean as a heel, right?
0: Well, cause it's like, I just, I don't understand any of the logic of it. Cause you have to plan that spot out. So like, why wasn't the immediate suggestion be like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't John just hit me back and then take his flag stand? Like something, just anything. Or
1: Rusev take the stand and throw it somewhere else.
0: Totally. Or cause like, if he did that, then I don't know if like at the end of the match, then Cena could stake take like Rusev's flag stand and then put it on his own podium. Like, <laughs> yeah. If he can't find the flag stand, if that was going to be an issue. Yeah. Because that was my thing. He's like, well, if they threw out of the crowd, then that you know, presents the liability if they can't find it. Somebody steals it. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be funny as shit is if they're like, all right, in part of the booking, we're, we're relying on the crowd because America want the crowd wants America to win. So we're going to throw the flag stand out there. And then America, the crowd has to bring it back to help Cena win. And then somebody in the crowd just steals it. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, well, I guess America's going to have to lose. Like the citizens of America have turned on John Cena.
1: Oh my God! And he could bring it into his heel
0: turn. Oh my God! Oh, oh my God! And then Rusev would come out and be like, "Yes, I bribed the crowd. We were all Russian loyalists. <laughs> <laughs> we plotted against your Cena, just like we rigged your elections." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God!
0: <laughs> oh my God! And then Sean Cena's coming like, shut up, bitch, that's fake news! And then, like, just pick him up and A.A. him through the fucking floor.
1: With a CNN face, like, on him.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like CNN, but, like, Cena is, like, inside the CNN logo. There's, like, the E and the A on the end. Just Cena
1: with two N's.
0: Yes, C-E-N-N-A. <laughs> But both the ends are capitalized. Oh my gosh. Yep, here we go. There, This is the super meta feud. Even more meta than Cena's promo against Mahal. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. What did you think of it?
1: I just thought it was... My favorite part of it, uh, I mentioned to you, was before we started recording, was the fact that Cena's just like, I'm making this match. And then you Daniel Bryan come out and be like, um, yeah, no. I just I just
0: fucking love how, like, how fucking uh, meta Cena is where he just comes out. He's like, oh, hey, Jinder Mahal, guess what, douchebag? I'm John Cena, and I'm gonna bring Super Cena to SummerSlam. And you know what happens when Super Cena comes and fights? Hit the trumpets! <laughs> just fucking walks out. Just like, wow. Like, because... I feel like a lot of the criticisms for John Cena on the mic is not that he's a bad mic worker, but that some of his style with his promo is that he just fucking buries his opponent. And he's and, also
1: too, like, pro-America and corny at certain points. Right, yeah. And
0: if if this was not the epitome of just burying Jinder Mahal by not taking him even the slightest bit seriously, I don't know what is. <laughs> By just coming out and even acknowledging his own shtick would just being like, hey, bitch, I win every match. So don't get your hopes up. Play my music. Yeah. Like, that was his promo. <laughs> it's like, don't get it twisted, bitch. I'm the winner around here, not you. <laughs> uh, I'm not playing around with this. <laughs> I'm not fucking around, Jinder Mahal. It's been long enough. The title's coming back. <laughs> Although... John Cena does have a tendency to lose at SummerSlam so do you think there's a possibility that Jinder Mahal keeps the title uh, possibly
1: because I think Cena's got to be the odds on favorite yeah of course it's Cena but <laughs> it's got to be a big title win right because this is the one that puts him over Flair's record right right so I feel like, or, beating Jinder Mahal isn't good enough for
0: that. You you know what it is though is beating Baron Corbin. That would that's what you got to do, right? Baron Corbin cash in, and yeah. then you have a lead up to Cena Corbin. That's that's the dream right there. <laughs> Cena Corbin, what have we been? doing? Like the the fucking sad thing is, it's like that actually is better than fucking him and Mahal though. It's true. Like it's sad, but it's true. Even even the giant baby Baron Corbin, is a more intimidating and worthy win for the the record breaking. Uh, title, yeah the record breaking title win. Yes, than I be- Mahal would be. I believe it's record breaking. It is record breaking shit. Or or does Ric Flair come out and screw him? <laughs> I think that's exactly what happens. Oh you no! Know, you know what? It's gonna be John Stewart again. John Stewart will come back again, and screw John Cena involving the Ric Flair record, because that was why he screwed him the last time, right? Was he didn't want him to tie Ric Flair's record? Yes. So then now now he's got a chance to beat it. John Cena. <laughs> John Stewart has to come back, and then and then of course you build to the John versus John match at WrestleMania. John Stewart versus John Cena. Mm. In a uh, winner becomes the host of uh, the Today Show again. Uh, Daily Show or the Daily Show, fucked it up. <laughs> the winner becomes the host of the Daily Show, <laughs> or does the loser become the host of the Daily Show? I'm not uh, sure. Winner, definitely. The winner, okay. What happens to the loser? Not sure. They have to.
1: They retire from WWE. They can go. never come back. <laughs> they have to. It leaves town, right? Yep,
0: loser leaves town. They mm-hmm. can never come back to WWE ever. Oh man. Or you know what? You could throw John Laurinaitis in there for a three match, a three way match: John oh, versus John versus John. <laughs> Which would be commentated, of course, by Seth Rollins. Yeah, John, John, John.
1: Well, Rollins also had the history with John Stewart as well.
0: That's right. He would be in John Stewart's corner doing live commentary with a headset (laughs) Uh, that would play through the arena speakers. (laughs) Alright, I'm going to stop booking this
1: shit, Um, Joe. Just to finish uh, off the pay-per-view, we had... Sammy Zayn also defeat Mike Kanellis in a singles match.
0: Yeah, I was surprised that uh, just that there was like no thing afterwards. Like I thought Kanellis would probably try to get some revenge, but no, they just continued no. on SmackDown with that tag team match. That's right, and then he fucking got pinned again in, this, in the
1: tag team match, right? Yeah, didn't Zayn pin uh, Kanellis? I believe so. Zayn and Dillinger Man, defeated there. Kanellis and Aiden English.
0: So, what do you think is the trajectory here at this point for Canellas? Is uh, is is part of his gimmick that just he fucking sucks, and that Maria's
1: the star? I think so. It's basically just like, that. It, it's basically just that. Um, the normal thing would be that the the guy is the main event and the girl is just the sidekick, and now it's now Maria's the main event and the guy's the lousy sidekick.
0: Yeah, because at at this point, it almost it seems to me that like their dynamic going forward is that people on the roster, like the guys, are actually going to be feuding with Maria Canellis and Mike Canellis is just the guy that she has fight for her. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that, because like Mike Canellis has had like no fucking promo time, like nothing in this feud. He's just the he's just the pawn. Mm-hmm.
1: It was like and- it was Maria <laughs> getting upset at Sami Zayn and things like that.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I mean it's it's kind of an interesting
0: dynamic and I guess we'll see if it works. Yeah. But I think it, it you know, at least it's something different in the storylines of like, you know, that these guys can be feuding with a a chick. Like I don't really know exactly how many interesting storylines you can do with Maria Canellas, in this role, but I guess we'll find out, right?
1: Mhm. We'll see how many people upset Maria by uh, accidentally bumping into their interviews.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I was going to try to cleverly jump this over to Raw, but I can't think of anything. How about the (laughs) fucking setup for that (laughs) (laughs) four-way?
1: That was a great transition. (laughs) Right? I mean, just great promos again by everybody. And then great physicality between all of them.
0: You know what, they keep fucking having Roman Reigns remind everybody that he, like, he even used in this verbiage this time, he said he retired The Undertaker. Like, he's gotta be a heel, right?
1: Like, is he a heel at this point? Pretty much, unless, yeah, because that's a brag of, like, retiring a favorite, right?
0: Right. Like, there, there are very few people as sacred as The Undertaker in WWE canon and lore. And just like being a, a braggart about retiring him is pretty fucking heelish.
1: Mhm.
0: But and just in general, it's like the, you know I feel like he's been kind of acting smirkier and like just kind of douchier in general. Oh, he's I definitely kind of warming hamming, up to the idea a little more.
1: He's hamming it up. <clears throat> totally. But I like that the uh, locker room emptied for this brawl mm-hmm. uh, to break them up. <laughs> Yeah, this is, a, this is a fucking intense brawl, and
0: it's definitely like, yeah, when you see that roster, like, this is the right main event oh, for
1: yeah. SummerSlam.
0: I mean, Joe... Four and guys just going nuts. And it's not like
1: they're um, just pushing Roman or stuff like that. I mean, they had Joe get the Coquina Clutch on Braun, so mm-hmm. they're doing a great job building it up.
0: Yeah, and then fucking... It was it last week that Braun was standing tall over everybody?
1: I believe so, because so like he came out and interrupted the match. Mm-hmm. and That's right. Like, knocked everybody down. See, I, I, I'm I really
0: fucking looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, where, where do you think they go with it? Who, who do you think wins the title? Because I think Lesnar does drop the title here.
1: Well, uh, if you look at the rumors that are swirling right now, Lesnar could be eyeing up a return to the UFC. Yeah, maybe. Um,
0: I don't know. At this point, do you think that's really likely, or do you think that's just rumor?
1: I think it's very much just rumor. Um, UFC is probably not big on him right now because of the failed test from before. And also, I think he's still contracted with WWE until next WrestleMania. Yeah, I think he's at least through 34, right? I believe so. I mean so. but that I mean
0: depending on his contract that could be the end though maybe 34 would be the end
1: Yeah but um, if UFC is looking for him to fight it better be sooner rather than later with Lesner. He's only getting older
0: Well even if even if they wanted to like right once he comes back in he has to serve the rest of his suspension No he's he's through the suspension I don't th- no cuz when he left he retired and that freezes the suspension Oh, so, so when he comes back, he'd have to serve well, the rest of uh, the suspension, I think.
1: Well, no, he's back in the testing pool now. So the suspension would continue now, then. Oh, he is back in the testing pool. Yeah, the USADA testing pool. That's, he, yeah, he entered that again. That was when the rumors oh, okay. started well, if calling Okay, well, he's definitely it, in he there. Like,
0: well, I mean, if he's actually in the pool, then he's probably coming back.
1: But if he's not in the pool, then he's probably not. Well, the pool is just USADA te- testing him for steroids and things like that. He would still need UFC to sign him to a contract and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of ifs. But um, yeah. Yeah, I would just like to see I mean any of these guys take the title, I mean preferably either Braun or Joe, but Oh yeah, cause, please don't give it to Roman right now. Like
0: Jesus Christ. Unless they do the full and heel if- turn with him, yeah. Well, no, because like, how would he how would he heel turn out of this? Like, if he's if he's not already a heel, he's not gonna become a heel because he won the title out of this match. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I I do think either Strow or Strowman or Joe, either one would actually be good. Um, at this point, I would actually rather see Joe get it because I think he's a more refined talent, and I think it would be smarter to sort of capitalize on him right now mm-hmm. and. Honestly, I was I was thinking about this the other day. What would you think about like a really long term build of say, you give the belt to Samoa Joe right now, and then maybe sometime in the next couple months, because I would maybe have Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns feud. Eventually, have Roman Reigns get the belt as a heel, and you can have Braun Strowman, uh, maybe be the guy that wins the Royal Rumble this year, and then fucking face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and take the title. Something like that
1: could be interesting you
0: that or fucking beat brock yeah at wrestlemania i'd be down for that yeah that'd be great i feel like i feel like this is the year to give Braun Strowman a big singles match like it was kind of shitty that they didn't give him something as far as a singles match this year um but this year if they don't do it this year like i don't know what the fuck they're doing (laughs) true like he's he's got to either be going for the title or lesnar or somebody like he's got to get a big win Oh, absolutely. Because, like, the crowd is so
1: goddamn behind Braun Strowman, dude. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I mean, the cheers that, when that roar comes on with his entrance now.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, like, he checks all their fucking corners. The crowd's behind him. He's big. Like, he can actually, like, talk a little bit for what they need him to do. Like, Braun Strowman is just a fucking complete package right now. I think at some point it would be good to maybe get somebody else talk for him, or just switch up his gimmick a little bit. So that they just, because I think it's kind of weird that he does these promos sometimes. Like they're kind of endearing because he has enough charisma.
1: Mhm.
0: But it's just it's so weird when he comes out. He's like talking to Kurt Angle, and he's like, "Hey, I want a match." He's like, I feel like the way that you should ask for a match is just like taking guys and piling their bodies in the ring and spelling out, "Give me a match" with like their corpses. Like, that's the way that I envision Braun Strowman asks for a match.
1: With, like, a note stabbed into them.
0: Right, like a, a note, or, like, their bodies arranged in the letters. <laughs> like, match.
1: Question mark.
0: <laughs> match, Y slash N. Title matches. Y slash N. Oh, my God, that'd be fucking hilarious. TLZ. please TLZ? please oh PLZ <laughs> title please can I has title please <laughs> oh my gosh see I don't alright what's what's your prediction because I, I think Joe would be the move I would go for but I I, I don't know I'm going to instinctively I'm just going to go with my own choice I'm I gonna think go they're going to go with Braun you think so you think I the, think they're going to uh, go with Braun. Braun Strowman at SummerSlam I think so. I would definitely be I would definitely be
1: down with that, too. Like, that guy. Can you, like, think about this for a second, though. Last year, it was rumored that he would face The Undertaker, and everyone was like, dear God, no, God, no, why? <laughs> and now, yeah. if you said that, mm-hmm. like, if Undertaker were still wrestling, I think people would be like, mm-hmm. all right, let's do this. Well, well,
0: because the thing was, it was like last year was the fucking year that Braun Strowman just, like, shot through the roof as far as improving as a talent. Because when those rumors were first coming out, he was still pretty green. We hadn't really seen a lot from him. Mm -hmm. So when we heard that, it was like, ah, fuck, like, no, bad idea. But then, yeah, like, over that last year, I think, it was last year, 2016 was the year of Braun Strowman. Definitely. He fucking stepped his game up, dude, to the point where now it's like, yeah, that would have, like fuck it, I would have loved to have seen something like that. And now at this point, it's like, fuck it, I want to see him destroy Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the guy to beat in the company right now, is oh, absolutely. to beat Lesnar. He is the beast. He's the number one guy. Um, so we did have other stuff on Raw. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to just say that he could. I think he should. Specifically because he's... Like, one of the biggest guys in the roster that clearly they have very big plans for that does not yet have a signature win. Because at this point, dude, Roman Reigns never, like, he he retired The Undertaker. What else do you ever have to give him? He's won the title. Like, you he's don't- <laughs> <retired> <laughs> he don't. Retired The Undertaker. He does not need to breathe. Like, if he just beat Brock, it would just be another thing.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, at this point, would it, would it feel that special if Roman Reigns was the guy to beat Brock Lesnar?
1: If if they continue the same trajectory with him, no, it wouldn't
0: be. Yeah, I don't think it would be. And honestly, I think too, as far as like with Cena's career is so big, like it wouldn't be a big deal for Cena either. Uh like for Braun Strowman, I think he's the perfect guy as far as like where he's been positioned. He's shown himself pretty consistently for a little while now. The crowd is fucking behind him. He is a believable guy to beat Lesnar. Like give it to give it to Strowman. And, you know, maybe you just get the title here and he pins somebody else, but then eventually he should be the guy to beat Lesnar, I think, without a doubt. hmm Huh.
1: End <laughs> <laughs> rant? End of rant. <laughs> um, so also on Raw, we had Jason Jordan with his first interview slash match. How did you think the new Son of Angle did? Well,
0: his his squash match was fine. I thought he, he did good there. Uh, the promo was definitely rough, very rough. Um, I th- Do you think that his character right now uh, has any chance of staying babyface? Because he's, he's so squeaky clean and kind of awkward with it that I think the crowd is going to rocky die, rocky die on his ass pretty quick.
1: Yeah, I think definitely. I think you're right.
0: Um, but, I mean, at the same time, though, the, the crowd was definitely into his match. So, yes, at least at least he still got them. And then,
1: well, because he's um, always been a solid wrestler.
0: It's just the talking that he needs to work on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, question here. Because he came out with, like, basically the same ring gear. And he had the American Alpha theme. So, do you think he's basically going to pull the Roman Reigns and just take his tag team's gimmick and then Jason or Chad Gable's going to have to come up with something new?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> they, they pick their favorites out of the teams and then say you get to ride the easier trail while the other guy has to rebuild yeah
0: which actually it, it almost it kind of struck me as odd that they, they went that way I almost felt like because he's got so much of a new identity it would have been easier just to kind of give him a new video package and new music and a little bit different look you know what I mean mm-hmm. like make him just a little bit more like Angle and then you know let chad gable just keep the old shit yeah maybe let jordan come out to the angle theme yeah or like some sort of remix of it like how they did the remix of uh rick flair's theme for charlotte Mm -hmm. like you do kind of a remix of that for jason jordan
1: yeah i think that would have been a better idea they could still do it
0: obviously uh, yeah i guess they could because, yeah, who knows? Like, if Chad Gable comes out with still the American Alpha stuff, maybe maybe for a little while both guys will just still come out with the American Alpha stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Jason Jordan coming out. I think – so they, they advertise that he's going to be involved with Miz next week. I think he's getting the IC title match at SummerSlam.
1: Because he's Angle, son. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then is that where he like does the it, heel turn, where he reveals that I've been lying all along about it and things like that?
0: Oh, oh no 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 no! That that shit is way too way too early. I th- I think, or at least the way that I would book it if this if I was doing this, um, would be that you know he goes on to Miz TV next week because he's supposed to be the guest, and that's always how that shit ends. Is like, oh, you're a guest on Miz TV now, you have a match with Miz. So he'll come out do the thing with Miz TV. Miz TV, or Miz will, you know, start being an asshole about the whole, like, maybe he'll say something about Angle or, or, or Jason's mom, and then he'll get pissed and be like, hey, fuck you, Miz, I want to fight you, and hey, I want to fight you for your Continental title because you're not worthy of it, and I want to show my daddy that he should love me <laughs> by getting gold. Uh, and then, you know, maybe he'll have to, like, fight, you know, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel in the coming weeks to get those build-up wins, but yeah, I think that he'll fight Miz, and ultimately, I think he should lose to Miz at SummerSlam like maybe you know Miz does some dickery of course to make him lose but still like it would be a good way to start building him up and getting him a story and something to gun after but then yeah I don't think you put the title on him right away yeah and then Cardano can be like hey look it's alright son you lost but hey keep going Miz is a piece of shit and he cheated so you should keep going after him Yeah, you know, that sort of thing you can still win gold yeah you can still win and then, you know, maybe help him get a, a match with a more fair stipulation. Like, I could see that being a whole storyline for the, like, after that. You know, it was just continuing forward with Jason Jordan chasing Miz and Kurt Angle. Trying to, like, you know, make things fair between them. Yeah. I, I just want to hear Jason Jordan. And then, you know, at the same time, then Miz, Miz trying to pull some shit about, like, hey, look, this is your kid. You're just trying to play favoritism to him. This is bullshit. I should be able to do, you know, I should be able to have who I want if you're going to have if he's going to be if you're going to be at his corner, I should be able to have anybody. Like I think there could be a lot of interesting heel logic of him trying to manipulate Kurt.
1: Mhm. Um also I want to hear a promo from Jason Jordan where he goes, um, I wasn't able to win Olympic gold, but I want to win WWE gold for you, Dad or something like that.
0: <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh I I hear you say that and my first reaction is I think the crowd would boo the fuck out of that like if if he just starts to get too like I want to please daddy I think everybody's just going to eat a shit sandwich on him and just be like fuck this guy but again that would feed into the heel turn would it Maybe? I think I it guess. would well, but that would that would be that would be kind of like an unintentional heel turn they'd be forced to turn him heel cuz everybody fucking boos him <laughs> instead of like a because the, the one we were pitching before was that he would eventually get so successful that then he would just be like, fuck you, fuck you, dad. Or fuck you, not dad. You were never my dad all along. You're not my dad. You're not my dad. <laughs> you just start saying to everybody, you're not my dad. You're not my dad. Oh, man. That'd be a really weird gimmick. Uh, but it... Nope, I can't even come up with a good... Tra- man, my transitions suck balls. Uh, Bailey's the number one contender That's <laughs> I was going
1: to say let's transition into that <laughs> yes so we had a great match between Bailey and Sasha um, with Bailey hitting the uh, or uh, doing a folding lateral press and pinned Sasha mm-hmm. to become the number one contender
0: it was perfect it was, it was like the smallest little moment Mm-hmm. that Bailey could take advantage of, and then now Sasha's just going to ruminate on it and go crazy and then turn heel.
1: Well, I just liked how they played off each other really well. It was, we know each other so well that... Because mm-hmm. they, they do, and it's like, I hate when they try
0: to tell that storyline when it doesn't make sense. But, like, these, these girls have had enough history between NXT and the main roster that it's like, okay, yeah, like, they actually do really fucking know each other. Yeah, like Sasha would know how to reverse out of the Bailey to belly or something like that. Right, and that, you know, just the fact that they can have such a, uh, it's a counter-heavy match, mm-hmm. right, because they're, they're constantly just reversing each other's moves. And I, I like that, even within this, because playing into the record between them, I think Sasha has won most of their matches, right? I believe so. Or at least, generally, the perception is that Sasha is the better wrestler. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: bailey has got the underdog thing going. So, to have it be that it was just a reverse of a roll up is like perfect. Mm-hmm. It's it's so perfect because then Sasha, like, instead of having just a straight up, like, if Bailey just baily bailyed her and beat her, because then there's kind of like that immediate confronting of reality of like, oh shit, Bailey is better than me. Mm-hmm. But like, this is kind of like that seed of doubt of like, fuck, like, no, she's not better than me. <laughs> like, she was only better than me for one second and that was bullshit. Like, she's not better than me yeah I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited for it because I, I think it's coming at SummerSlam. I think Bailey's about to win the title and then Sasha's gonna come out and just kick her ass. And I'm looking forward to it. I mean, is that how you imagine it playing out as well? Yes, the very similar and actually and actually like if they do it right too, I think this could really help to fucking save Bailey because they've been kind of fucking her over for a little while now. But then, if, if she's able to really come back as this avenging babyface, get some real good offense on Alexa Bliss, well, that's what she's and get... the best at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. So she can she can do what she does best, and then uh, have Sasha ruin her dreams at the last second.
1: Uh, and then the last thing from Raw would be the main event of. Ambrose and Rollins versus the Miz Trash. Um, well, Miz and the Miz mm-hmm. And Ambrose and Rollins getting the win. But Ambrose does not want to fist bump Seth Rollins.
0: He doesn't want to do the shield fist bump. Nope. He was like, I'll hug you, but I won't fist bump you. Yeah, he, he, he fucking hugged him like so many times right after the match in ecstasy. But, uh,. I, I think this is leading to, in, in all honesty, uh, they're going to get the tag title match at SummerSlam against Cesaro and Sheamus because they were watching on the monitor during this match, right? I believe so. Yeah. And so the the two winners, because they, they were also watching uh, Hardys versus The Club, if I'm remembering correctly. So I think what's going to happen is next week we're going to get a match between The Revival and Ambrose and... Rollins, the winner of that match, will fight Cesaro and Sheamus at SummerSlam. And it'll end up being, of course, Rollins and Ambrose who win the match. And then eventually, do you see Ambrose turning on Rollins? Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, he's absolutely going to turn on Rollins. The question is just whether it happens at SummerSlam or if they wait a little longer than that. Because mm-hmm. it might be too many heel turns to have him uh, turn heel... On Rollins, and then also have Sasha turn heel on bailing the same night? What do you think? Would that be too many, or would you pull both triggers at the same
1: night? You could pull both, because it's not done that often.
0: I suppose so. Although I guess in recent light, with how many tag teams have broken up, this would kind of count as like a tag team breaking up again.
1: Yeah. We'd
0: be tag team breaking up. Yeah, it's like we put the shield back together just to break them up. Just because we wanted another tag team breakup storyline. We've also decided to break up the Ascension. Just because. <laughs> we felt like it. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna break them up, uh, have them feud on main event for like a month and then repackage them both as the Surf Dude's Attitudes and have them re on SmackDown. Oh, God. Or on, uh, or on NXT, because I've, I've been hearing, have you heard the rumor that, um, well, A, there's a rumor floating around that there might be another superstar shakeup after SummerSlam. I have not and heard that one. Possibly part of that would be the other rumor that some people might be going down to uh, NXT. So then maybe the next shakeup will be kind of like a three-way shakeup. Like some guys could go down to NXT and then some coming up. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Actually, you know what? Um, I don't know why this popped in my head, but, like, an example of a shift I might make, if just, like, so say if we're going to send, like, I don't know, Dolph Ziggler down to NXT, because we haven't seen him on TV in at least, like, a month, I think, at this point. It's been a while. And he's not injured. He's just kind of, like, not on TV. Uh, so maybe go down to NXT, you know, do something new refire himself up but then maybe you could bring up like a I don't know maybe like Billy Kay and Peyton Royce or something like that like maybe you could bring them to Smackdown yeah I think they're ready or Raw either one yeah because I feel like they haven't been doing as much with them lately and I feel like they're kind of ready they're the most ready out of
1: any of the girls besides Asuka
0: yeah well besides like Asuka or Ember Moon um, but then, yeah, Ember Moon setting up for the title shot. Which, um, yeah, actually, you know, let me let me get into some NXT stuff for you because uh, you didn't watch it this week, right? Nope, did not have the time. All right, so the, the major sort of things that happened on this one was that uh, Ember Moon had a match with this uh, lady. I think her name was Lady Tapa.
1: Oh yeah, she was and, on. Um, yeah. Impact.
0: Oh okay, yeah. So she beat Lady Tapa in a match, and then she gave a promo, which was it was kind of rough. Like her delivery wasn't great. Um, but the crowd was still kind of behind it. They were really still cheering her. Uh, basically just kind of like a Asuka watch out, I'm going to beat you sort of promo. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of gave me the impression I was watching it. And I had the thought, because they're going to be fighting at Brooklyn. Like that's already been decided. Uh, Regal set it up. It's official. Asuka versus Ember Moon. So I think... I think Ember Moon should not get the title at Brooklyn. I think... The storyline they should run with because at this point Asuka has beaten everybody clean she hasn't had to cheat to keep the title yet so I think this would be the pay-per-view, a pay-per-view where you do that where Ember Moon is about to beat her and then Asuka like you know either does like a low blow sort of thing or hits the ref or takes the title and just fucking boogies like like something that's just like a straight up like, like she's for the first time completely scared and she does something cheating to keep the title hmm. And then you you build that chase more because now... Because at this point, Ember Moon's just kind of, like, come back and she's just been charging through the lower card people as, like, a sort of, like, oh, well, yeah, of course she's the girl that's going to be fighting Asuka. But if Asuka fucking screws her over out of the title, then I think that's when you get the legitimate heat out of Ember because then she's like, fuck you, bitch. Like, you know, I, I went through everybody in the division. I fought you once, and now, like, in you won't even fucking give me the fair match like, yeah. you won't even respect me enough to fucking like you won't even respect the title enough to lose if you're not better than me mm-hmm. like I think that's where you could get the real heat because then she's like well because like, she got screwed over like legitimately screwed over because before she was just kind of upset that she lost to Asuka Square but if she loses because Asuka screws her that's different yeah so that's, that's my little Ember Moon pitch at this point. I like it. Is I think I think we need to, I think we need to wait a little bit because I think it's not quite right yet. Especially because Oscar's reign has just become such a huge thing. That oh my you god. Can't just it's give enough, it away. In
1: the last few months, it's grown exponentially. hmm Is she? I'm
0: trying. Do we know how long has she been going? Because I definitely know it's over a year. But I'm trying to think like has she beaten CM Punk's reign at this point? Cuz she's got to be getting close to that.
1: Um I'll have to check. Let me, let me do let some let me searching. Cuz I think I
0: think Punk's reign was like 430 or 420-ish days, something like that. And Oscar won the title last year at the WrestleMania event. So it's been let's see, probably close to like four hundred days for her.
1: Do you have any stats? Looking it up now. Wait. So Pump Train <laughs> was four sixty three.
0: Okay, Punk is 463. Yeah, all right. I feel like Asuka's definitely got to be north of 400. There's no way she's not. 483. For, shit, she's already beaten him. Yeah.
1: All right. That's pretty... Holy shit. That is really... That's crazy. Hold on. Let's see who else she's beaten on the WWE title list.
0: Well, on the, yeah, on the WWE title list, she's beaten a shitload of people. If she's beaten Punk, because he had the best record in the last like what twenty-five years or something.
1: If she gets up to five twenty, she ties Randy Savage. Damn. And this is a com- um,
0: if <laughs> if she holds on to her for ten more years, she'll tie Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> Four
1: thousand forty days. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, crazy, but yeah, you're right. It, yeah. it it was kind of like static for a while, but now she's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of as elevated. Yeah, it's kind
0: of it's kind of snuck into being like a really great title reign because it was quiet for a while. You're right, because mm-hmm. that was part of the purge time when they just like took everybody up from NXT. Yeah, uh, it was leading into her title reign, but yeah. So the other the other two good things we got from NXT this week uh, we got a promo for McIntyre which sort of just, like, gave an overview of his career, but it was done really well. Like, he was very, uh, like, really relatable to the crowd. The crowd is fucking into his promo. Um, you know, as he sort of chronicled his coming into WWE as the chosen one and then sort of, like, getting really arrogant and blowing that opportunity, going out to the indies, learning how to fucking work and shit and become a man, and then now coming back to, like, reclaim his kingdom and shit. And it was it was really great because, like, he, he engaged the crowd on a level that most people don't and that, like, he really was, like, picking out individual people and, like, forcing them to actually participate in his promo by, like, yelling out to these people when he was getting all excited, and he's like, you, it's like, come on, everybody, stand up with me! And then everybody fucking, like, stood up and was, like, cheering. Like, it wasn't just, like, the, they cheer when he says something cool, but just, like, in general, they were fucking just, like, cheering and just, like, yeah, this is fucking awesome! (laughs) We love this guy! And everybody's, like, screaming, like, McIntyre, McIntyre, like, it was it was a really good promo, dude. It was I think it was probably the best one I've ever seen him give. Nice. Which is not which is not saying a lot, <laughs> but it was actually really good.
1: It, it sounds like it was uh, heartfelt and genuine, mm-hmm. and it sounds like he was able to pull the crowd in better than a lot of guys do. Like we criticize Seth Rollins of doing a lot of just trying to get the crowd into it and mm-hmm. it not working. Yeah, this is this is a really good like.
0: Great crowd reaction. So I hope it's kind of like a sy- a signal of what's more to come from this guy. You know, maybe he just has really revolutionized himself on the mic and this is just, you know, one promo of many that are going to be great. Uh, or maybe it's just uh, one great isolated promo. But either way, good promo. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing was uh, Itami had a match with Ono. And at this point now, he's fully turned heel. Nice. Uh, has he fucked up Ono after the match and stuff? Which looks like it'll probably set up for a match at NXT Takeover. That's a good program uh, between other, those two. Yeah, that's, it's a really, it's a good, solid like you know, other two good guys that are wrestling match. Uh, thing to have, and actually, it, if they've done right, I think this could really light Atami Tommy back up and actually make him a player in NXT because mm-hmm. he was he was really carrying himself pretty fucking well as a heel dude, like it looked good. And we've, we've already been seeing flashes of that for a little while, so you, you kind of already know what it looks like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of fully committing to it now. It's like, yes, finally. We're getting what we Because, you know, what, Mc, McI- McIntyre's going to need some opponents. So mean. Hideo Itami could be back up in there. Uh, I imagine at some point Aleister Black is going to have a match with him. we got a lot of options there. Um, that's, ooh, all right, so just to jump back really quick uh, to there was a, a, a new show that debuted this week ah oh, yes you are telling you were me aware. about this so after Talking Smack was sort of rescheduled because it's not after Smackdown every week now and now it's just after their pay-per-views there was a debut of Smacking Talk <laughs> with Daniel Bryan and Renee Young using I think they said it was fucking Tout or something oh my god <laughs> they resurrected that old stone and they they came in with a storyline because they had uh, their first guest on was Chad Gable. Oh, And dude. it was a really big announcement, a very big storyline. I don't know if you're ready for this, Joe. Are you ready? There's big news. <laughs> Daniel Bryan received some news about uh, an old girlfriend that he had in the past who, after their last date, got pregnant. And he didn't know it, but that baby went up for adoption. And, well, it turns out that that baby actually is a full grown man now and is on the SmackDown roster. And well, Daniel Bryan is the father of Chad Gable.
1: (laughs) That is awesome.
0: So Daniel Bryan told Chad Gable the news and surprisingly, Chad Gable just said, no, you're not my father. That's not real. (laughs) And just denied the whole thing. So who knows who's telling the truth?
1: That's fantastic. (laughs) dude.
0: This shit was fucking hilarious and absurd. Like, oh my god, you can you can tell this was fucking Dana Bryan's idea too. And were they just this like is so his idea? They were
1: playing it like so serious.
0: It it no, it was it was like semi. It, it was extremely parody. Okay, like it was very obvious. Like, yeah, Chad Gamble was just like no, like no, you're not my dad. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then you, know, then I think Dana. I'm trying to remember what other gags he did, but it was it was really over the top. It was good. It was only like a minute and a half, something like that. It's a real quick uh, clip you can find on probably on YouTube. Well, that's what I think
1: Tout was only like minute videos or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was like
0: Vine but longer, essentially. Basically. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all of that. Um, my other note from Raw that relates into 205 Live is that thank God the fucking purple ropes are gone from Raw. Yes, we forgot for the to mention rates. it. I think it was last week or two weeks ago.
1: That yeah, it was, was, I think it was last week they started it. Uh, that news started circling around, and I'm very excited because that means maybe the cruiserweights will be taken a little more seriously now. Yep,
0: exactly. It's just the it's little things sometimes. Um, but then another little thing, this is, I think, my last note pretty much for the week. Uh, was that on 205 Live, uh, there was a match involving uh, Tony Nice and TJ Perkins teamed up against uh, Rich Swann and uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of when they were coming out, uh, Nice they had the camera real close, so he was like, you know, he didn't have, a, like, a microphone, but he was, like, cutting a little promo into the camera. And he was, like, tracing his abs with his fingers and just, you know, cut this little tiny promo explaining about how these are the eight reasons that I'm better than you. And I thought it was just the perfect little tagline that he needs a shirt for now. (laughs) Yeah. Tony Neese needs a shirt, and it just needs to have, like, maybe his fingers over the abs, or just some set of abs, and just, like, you know, I have eight reasons why I'm better than you. That's awesome. It was was perfect. Like, he was selling it, and then he and uh, Perkins went on to win the match. Which I think it was, like, a perkins like caught uh alexander off of like a distraction or something like that off of, like tony nice did some shit and then they were like rubbing it in their faces like a bunch of little shits nice. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of like tj perkins's gimmick at this point he furthered it more on this show that so he's just like a fucking like little trickstery asshole shit who's going to be passive aggressive and like just all this shit like it, it's it's kind of developing a little more i like it Um, but yeah that's that's uh, is that it for this week I th- yeah I think that's pretty much it oh except for the fan question of the week ah uh, yeah so uh, fan question of the week for this week is that uh, with all of the uh, tag teams that are breaking up if you had to break up another tag team who would you pick
1: Hmm. Of the current tag
0: teams right now, yeah, like uh, amongst all the current tag teams, if if you could break, if you had to break somebody up, who would you break up?
1: So I want to break up people that I could see once they're broken up, you could use them somehow, like re mm-hmm. reutilize them. Yeah, like,
0: two, two people you could actually have some sort of plan for. Yeah,
1: that's hard.
0: Because yeah, at, this, at this point, let, like, all right, New Day, I think, at some point, of course, they're going to do some stuff with, I think, Big E and maybe Xavier Woods managing him. Yeah, but um, that's going to be... that's definitely not the thing to do yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Usos need to stay together. Yes. Um, yeah, Fashion Police, I think, need to stay together. The Ascension need to stay together. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are probably just getting back together now, and they need to stay together. Well, yeah, they're not, they're not even officially back together yet, right? So, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Let Let Cesaro be
1: Cesaro again. Yeah. But yeah. I have to say, if, yeah. I I thought about them at first, but what made me stop was they are doing fairly well as a team. So. Yeah.
0: They're doing pretty well as a team, but I think, unfortunately, all the other teams need each other too much more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so Cesaro and Seamus. Cesaro and Seamus, yeah. All right, another good question. All right, I guess. And, as always, you can send those questions in to supersmartbrothers at gmail.com or uh, hit us up on social media, supersmartbrothers on Facebook, at Smart Brothers on Twitter, and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. Oh nope! You know
0: who I'm breaking up? I'm breaking up the Mr. Rush so that <laughs> Bo Dallas can go be with his brother and be Bo Wyatt. That's who I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up the Mr. Rush. It's done. Great answer. Curtis Hassel can stay. He can be the cuck. That's fine. Done. <laughs> Or you know what, fuck it? Put gold dust in there. Put gold dust in the in the misturage with his creepy cameraman and shit.
1: <laughs> All right, See you guys next week. <laughs> Later.